Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert. And I'm Dr. Colbert. Hey there. Hey, listen, this is going to be a very popular podcast. I know that you're going to want to share this with a lot of people, so we're going to try to get to the information as quick and fast as possible. And it's about a disease that is just literally going rampant oh, in our Mary, country. Oh, Mary, this disease is increasing at such an incredible Alarming. epidemic proportion. Yes, and what we're talking about is diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes. Right, and younger people. Yes. That's what's very upsetting to me, is more and more young people are developing well, type 2. Well, the stats are uh, very alarming because the people with prediabetes, the percent of the population here in the U.S. with prediabetes is 38%. Of the population, and with diabetes, 11.3%. Add those together, it's over 49% of the population has either prediabetes or diabetes. So that's almost everybody that's almost that half. you see. Half. Every other One person. Of, I mean, guys, we've got to address this. We have a health crisis in our world, not just here in the U.S., but in the world. Well, diabetes invites every, literally every major disease into your body. It's like opening your front door for every wild creature to come live in your home. I think it's more like termites. Well, it is like termites. You're right. Well, it does. It destroys the infrastructure. House. It destroys the yeah, infrastructure of your body. your house. Yeah. yeah. So Eating again, away. chewing away at you. Now, again, you go to your doctor, and here's what happens. The doctor will check your blood sugar. A fasting blood sugar equal to or greater than 126 is usually a sign of diabetes. Or random blood sugar of 200 or greater is a sign of diabetes. But the key sign is a hemoglobin A1C that tells me what your sugar's been over the last two to three months of 6.5 or greater. If you have that, guess what? You have diabetes. Wow. Now, if you have a hemoglobin A1C of 5.7 to 6.49, you're a pre-diabetic, and you are well on your way to becoming a type 2 diabetic. Now, realize that over 90% of diabetes is type 2 diabetes, which is uh, non-insulin dependent. In other words, it's, you have plenty of insulin, but it's just not working properly. Your cells have become resistant to insulin. And I, I kind of explain it like this. It's kind of like every cell of the body has insulin receptors on it. And the insulin is like a key that fits into the insulin receptor and unlocks the cell so it can take up glucose. But when you have insulin resistance, it's like having a rusty lock on your door. So you put the key in the door and you have to jiggle it to open it. But what happens is you need higher and higher insulin levels to open the cell so the insulin can bind to open the cell to allow the sugar in. Now... You want the sugar to go in? Is that because yes, that's you want where the, your energy yeah. is? Well, that's you've got to have what when your body's resistant to, to insulin, the insulin's not working, so the sugar stays outside the cell, so it rises in your blood. And when your sugar rises in your blood, then you start to get frequent urination and you start to get increased thirst and blurry vision. These are all signs of diabetes because the sugar's rising in your blood. It can't get inside the cells. Okay, it needs to get inside of the cells. Every cell in your body has insulin receptors, but when you have type 2 diabetes, which is the majority, and even pre-diabetes, the insulin that you are, your cells are becoming insulin resistant. The insulin that you're making is not working properly. Right, but you need that to get in your cells. You got to, or you can't think. Right. Oh, sugar okay. fuels the cells. Sugar is what okay. feeds into the mitochondria to produce ATP or energy. It helps us think. Without sugar in the cell, we can't think. 
then we start getting insulin resistance to the brain cells where the brains can't get sugar okay. inside it. So you can't think. You start forgetting all these things. And that's what's happening to so many Americans. Wow. That's because their body and their brain is insulin resistant. And the further it goes on, the more insulin resistant it becomes. And eventually the insulin stops working and the person needs insulin given externally to work. That makes so much sense now. So that insulin helps get the sugar into the cell yes. and you need that sugar in the cell yes. and in what order to function. Exactly. Now what happens as our type 2 diabetes become more insulin resistant, then eventually they have to take high doses of insulin oh in order to God. get in the cell because it's like jiggling that rusty lock, the key in the, in the rusty lock to open it. But what also happens is insulin is an anabolic hormone. It causes belly fat. It makes you gain weight like crazy, especially in your belly throughout your whole body. That's why people that get on insulin blow up. They get huge. Insulin increases your appetite, increases, it causes more belly fat and fat throughout the whole body. It's an anabolic hormone that causes fat deposition throughout the body, not muscle deposition, but fat deposition. Mm. So the more insulin resistant you become, it literally, it starts, it lights the fuse for almost every disease. You start to, my type 2 diabetics start to get heart disease or high blood pressure. They start to get kidney disease. They start to get more inflammation because sugar is inflammatory to the body. High insulin levels is inflammatory to the body. So it's like lighting a fuse for most every disease to start to enter the body. So like I say, the, wow. the symptoms of diabetes is, I, I hear this all the time. Someone comes in. Dr. Colbert, I'm thirsty all the time. I get up five, ten times a night to urinate, even women. I say, well, well she said, my husband has this. It's his prostate. What's with me? I said, it's probably your sugar. And I look at her blood and show her she's knocking on the door for diabetes. Her hemoglobin A1C is usually over 6.0. And so, again, also blurred vision as well as sores that don't heal. But blurred vision is because sugar literally, the... Um, the lens of the eye begins to swell because it'll swell up and distort the vision. Some days the vision will be better and some days more blurry as the, as the high sugar causes the lens to swell. It distorts the vision. Isn't that something? Sores don't heal as well. Sugar prevents the body from healing well. So you start getting sores. We start, men and women get sores and they get periodontal disease. They get sores on their uh, feet or on their legs that just don't heal well. Women are more prone to yeast infections and vaginal infections and things like that, sores that just don't heal, as well as they start to get uh, loss of hair on the feet and legs. And I have men come to me and say, look, all the hair fell off my feet, my toes, my legs. I used to be, have all this hair. What happened? And I said, well, for one thing, you're diabetic. When you're diabetic, you start to lose hair also. When you wear those tight jeans, it's an electrolysis effect, men. If you don't have prediabetes or diabetes, it's an electrolysis effect. When that denim rubs against the hair, the electrolysis literally causes the hair to fall out of your, uh, the hair on your legs from the, from the electrolysis of the jeans rubbing against so the skin. So men weren't made to wear those, wear those tight, tight jeans. jeans. Yes. <laughs> so again, it causes hair loss, not on your head, it's on your legs and feet as well as tingling, numbness, loss of feeling. What's happening there? Men and women with diabetes start to get this numbness, tingling, pain, burning pains in their feet and their toes. This is called diabetic neuropathy. And what happens, the, the nerves 
get too much sugar in it, and it literally starts to damage and destroy the nerves. Now, fortunately, we have a way to reverse this with natural supplements oh, wow. that I'm going to be talking about later. Okay. But diabetic neuropathy or that numbness tingling is a sign you've had diabetes for quite some time. And then also gingivitis and periodontal disease because it starts to literally recede the gums. The gums get inflamed, and then people start to lose their teeth. And they're also real prone to develop sleep apnea. Now, it's associated with obesity, like we talked about, a positive family history. It's very genetic, type 2 diabetes. There's type 2, which is non-insulin dependent, and there's type 1, which is an uh, autoimmune type. And that occurs in younger, uh, younger in children and young adults, generally. And they need insulin. Now, if you're a type 1 diabetic, you should be on insulin and you should have an insulin pump or you should have some type of system where you can monitor your sugar well. Okay, but... Now, one thing I like to throw in because we found this... The Dexcom system is a good one, We found this statistic, which I found it to be very interesting, that mm-hmm. the number of children who develop type 1 diabetes... It's a correlation between not being breastfed. Yeah, that's right. If you there have is a correlation milk-based there. formula and type one diabetes in children is a strong correlation. So, so breastfeeding is real important. That's another reason why, if you can and you're able to breastfeed your babies, you're giving them right type one. Yeah. Type one diabetes is generally yeah. genetic and it's autoimmune where the body's formed antibodies against the beta cells in the pancreas or, or antibodies against the insulin. Right. And li- literally, we can run tests on them. We can do the anti-islet cell antibody test. We can do the anti-insulin antibodies, the glutamic acid decarboxylase antibody test. And these antibodies show up if you have type 1 diabetes, but not in type 2. That's type 1 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is simply insulin resistance, and it is genetic. It has a strong genetic component. In other words, if your mother or father had type 2 diabetes, you're more prone. But essentially, type 1 doesn't have a strong genetic component, just type 2 diabetes. My mother has type 2 diabetes, and she's a sugar lover. She's got a sweet tooth. Now, I was prone to develop type 2 diabetes, and I noticed, and I checked my blood every six months, I was noticing that my hemoglobin A1C was slowly rising, Mm -hmm. and it was going up to, uh, it was around 5.5, and I said, always my hemoglobin A1C was like 5.2 or 5.3, and I saw it was going up at 5.5, and I said, I'm I'm following a nice low-carb diet, and I I couldn't understand it, but then I said, my genetics, I'm genetically programmed. So I took a supplement that contained adequate amounts of chromium and alpha-lipoic acid and cinnamon in the form of cinnulin, and now my hemoglobin A1C is right around 5.0 all the time, and that's ideal if you keep your hemoglobin A1C at 5.0. Remember, diabetes is a hemoglobin A1C of 6.5 or above. Prediabetes is a hemoglobin A1C of 5.7 to 6.49. So again, if you keep it way down there, At 5.0, guess what? You're not going to have any problem. And for my diabetics, I try and get their hemoglobin A1C to less than 6.0 to avoid the diabetes complications. You see, if you have diabetes, you have just signed up for every major disease, especially heart disease, high blood pressure. You signed up for heart attacks and strokes, peripheral vascular disease, kidney disease, diabetic neuropathy, gingivitis, all the different diseases, as well as amputation, dental disease. All of these come from diabetes. The big thing in males that really gets their attention, ED. 
when you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, you are real prone to erectile dysfunction. Realize, men, the penile artery is the size of a cocktail straw. Visualize a cocktail straw. That's the size of a penile artery. The coronary artery is the size of a regular straw. The first artery that shows decreased blood blockage. flow in the body or blockage, decreased blood flow, is the penile artery. It's kind of like the canary in the coal mine. The canary is the, as they used to put canaries in a coal mine, if the canaries died, they knew, hey, some, something's in there that, we, uh, that could kill us. So the canary in the coal mine for ED is simply that uh, penile artery. And so when, that, when you start to get ED, there's decreased blood flow in your body. You're starting to form plaque or small blockages. And so that's a warning sign because with, with diabetes, it is one of the main triggers for plaque formation throughout the body. Not just plaque in the penile artery, plaque in the coronary arteries, in the carotid arteries, in the brain, in the peripheral arteries, so they decrease blood flow to the feet, to the legs, throughout the body. So I've had so many patients over the years had to have amputations of their toes, of their feet, of their legs. My uncle had to have both legs amputated because literally they were eaten up with plaque from his diabetes. So again, it's just, and then when that happens, your blood pressure goes up, and then it's just a vicious cycle. They get worse and worse, but it also causes dementia. Mm. Diabetes literally is one of the main causes of dementia in this country. I just finished a book, The Brain Zone, and I just got my galley copy today. Yeah. And so that's one of the biggest causes of dementia is insulin resistance of the brain. So again, the, the thing that wakes my men up is ED. The thing that wakes up my women is rapid aging. Women, when you have prediabetes and diabetes, you have just gone into the wrinkle zone. You have gone to, you're aging at warp speed. What happens when you are prediabetic or diabetic? You are producing advanced glycation end products. You see, we have found that when sugar combines with the tissues and the protein and the DNA of the body, it creates these products called in um, called advanced glycation end products or ages, A-G-E-S. And ages create tremendous inflammation and it creates a tanning effect on the body which ages the body and produces tremendous free radicals. So you are aging at warp speed when you have prediabetes or diabetes. Now we're gonna talk about a supplement later on that decreases age or advanced glycation end product formation which is carnosine. Carnosine is a wonderful nutrient that will decrease uh, the aging for you women, that women with prediabetes or diabetes need to be on that especially. But so those are the main complications of diabetes. Now, you say, well, what do I do to reverse diabetes? And we've been helping patients for decades reverse their type 2 diabetes. Now, listen, word of caution, you can't, I've not been able to reverse type 1 diabetes yet because those people need insulin. So do not stop your insulin if you're a type 1 diabetic. We want to make that perfectly clear. If you're a type 1 diabetic, please don't stop your insulin. Now, we're able to lower the doses. Where, what happens with type 1 diabetics, they have to increase, 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 increase if they don't implement some of these. Well, if they implement this, yes, then we can we've lower their insulin. Their yes. Amount 
be able to decrease it, which is absolutely we're able to help them tremendously. But what we want to do is, first of all, help you, especially this is for pre diabetics and type 2 diabetics, right? And if you're a type 1 diabetics, get a good system like the Dexcom system where you can monitor your sugar for days and you can use your phone to monitor. It's a great system. Now, here's what we do in order to lower your blood sugar naturally, and this is why I've written two books on this. Uh, First of all, I have the Bible Cure, the new Bible Cure for Diabetes. I wrote this about 10, 15 years ago. It's still really good, still pertinent. A book I wrote about five years ago was Dr. Colbert's Keto Zone Diet, and this simply is a low-carb, high-healthy-fat, moderate-protein diet that helps people with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes. It reverses it. But then I had to come back because some people were eating too many saturated fats and their cholesterol was going too high and some people were taking too much dairy, which is inflammatory for so many people. So I had to modify the program and I came out with Beyond Keto. Now you say, what's the difference in Beyond Keto and Keto Zone? Well, Beyond Keto is the healthiest keto diet there is. For long term. For long term. The so Keto the, Zone is a short term program to help people loss. who are obese that right. need lose to get, lose some weight, right. but to live on it is not a good idea. Right. But this, you can live on. You can live on it for the rest of your life, right. either the, the healthy keto zone or once you've reached your weight loss goal, you can switch over to the healthy Mediterranean diet. These are the two healthiest diets, in my opinion, in the world. And I go in detail on them with recipes. And in fact, uh, the first of the year of 2023, I would come out with the Beyond Keto recipe book. So right. it's, it's coming out. You'll get There's it in January. It's a cookbook. Yeah. It's a cookbook that helps you there. Yeah. So this diet, now what does this do? Well, these books, again, have helped thousands of my patients literally lose their weight. The key, remember, is losing the belly fat, lowering the insulin levels. The key to diabetes is eating too much sugar, carbs, and starches. When you eat sugar, carbs, and starches, you produce too much sugar. Your blood sugar spikes. When your blood sugar spikes, then your insulin spikes. And then when your insulin spikes, your blood sugar drops after three to four hours, and it causes a ravenous appetite. Now, what happens over time, if you're on the low, high-carb, sugar, or starch diet, your insulin levels stay high. Now, I check fasting insulin levels. We try and get those levels down below five fasting insulin levels. If your insulin level is 20 or 30, you're, pre-diabe- you're, going to be, you're probably pre-diabetic or you're headed toward diabetes. So in order to get the insulin levels down, we have to lower your sugars, carbs, and starches to around 20 grams a day. Now, listen, the USDA dietary guidelines have recommended that Americans consume 45 to 65 percent of their calories as carbohydrates. If you do that, you have just literally signed up for prediabetes, diabetes, and obesity. You've locked yourself in. You have got to lower your carbohydrate intake. Now, we start usually at 20 grams a day until we get your weight down. Then we can go. I personally stay on about 50 to 75 grams of carbs a day or else I, I lost too much weight. You remember, I was losing weight. People said, Dr. Cooper, you're okay. I was just on too low-carb diet. Now I have to increase my carbs, but I use more healthy carbs like black beans and lentils and lima beans and things like that. And if I do eat rice, now listen to this, a plate of rice can increase your blood sugar 
significantly. If you do it, it puts you at a 10% risk of developing diabetes if you eat a plate of rice. So if I eat rice, guess what I do? I put, my, I put a small amount, like a quarter to a half cup max, and then I put my olive oil, my high polyphenol olive oil, on that rice. How much? Two to three or four tablespoons. Or I'll have my fiber zone afterwards, and my fiber zone will lower the glycemic index of the rice. See, the higher the glycemic index, and glycemic index is simply how, how fast a food raises your blood sugar. Sugar raises it the most. White table sugar raises it by 100. It's 100 on the glycemic index. But anything 70 or higher is a high glycemic food. And, high glyc- and I wrote all this in my book, the Bible cure for diabetes. So, for example, rice, rice cakes and rice, about 77, 77 Forget on the glycemic. those rice cakes if you're dieting. Gee, Cornflakes, 83. So many people eat cornflakes. You've just, you're in the sugar zone. Potatoes, a baked potato, 85 on the glycemic index. Baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, you might as well be eating a bowl of sugar. It raises your sugar more so than a candy bar, more so than ice cream. Isn't that crazy? Dates, 103. Now, what this means is when you eat one of these foods like white rice, baked potato, slice of bread, it's spiking that blood sugar, it's spiking that insulin, and you are becoming insulin resistant. And what's happening, that massive amount of sugar is hitting your bloodstream. Your pancreas is squirting out a bolus of insulin, and you're getting high insulin levels, and you're becoming resistant to insulin. And you're on this mad roller coaster, and you're getting, and eventually the insulin doesn't work well, and the insulin is causing more belly fat, and you're stuck in a pattern where you literally can't get off this roller coaster. You're, you're stuck on like a gerbil wheel where you can't get off. And we're going to show you how to break free. The first way to break free is following the healthy keto diet in my book, Beyond Keto. It lowers, first of all, your sugar, carbs, and starches dramatically. We give you what we call green carbs, veggies, all the veggies you want. Yes, you can have salads, and what I do is I eat a big salad. I have to add a few carbs, like I say now, because I lost so much weight, but a big salad with lots of olive oil, and you can use red wine vinegar or apple cider vinegar or something like that, or even balsamic vinegar on it, or just the olive oil itself. And then you can put cucumbers and veggies on there, and more colorful, the better. And then you can have broccoli and all the green veggies and asparagus and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and all the green veggies you want. And then you have the protein. You can have pretty much any protein. It's really simple. It's all in my keto book. We talk about the healthiest sources of protein, the healthiest sources of oil, which is my favorite is olive oil. I love the extra virgin high polyphenol, but just there's really good olive oils. Remember, if it has that burn, it has those polyphenols, which are so healthy for your arteries, and or oleocanthal, which is so good for your arteries as well as avocado oil, avocados. Mary, what I eat every morning? <laughs> Half an avocado. Every morning. Every morning. And if I have toast, now I have to eat a little gluten-free toast. So what I do is on my gluten-free toast, it's a small little piece, I'll pour olive oil on it so it lowers the glycemic index. So if you do eat a carb, if you put olive oil on it, or if you had fiber afterwards, it lowers the glycemic index of the food. So I've made it so simple you can't miss it. And if you just follow the program, it'll work. The only problem is it takes you between a, two, a couple of weeks to a month to get into the keto zone where you're burning fat as fuel. You're going to make a metabolic shift when you get in the keto zone. 
where you're instead of burning sugar as your fuel, you'll start burning fat as your fuel. And it'll usually start with belly fat. The waste will start to come down. It'll just start to cinch in as you burn that belly fat off. But in order to get in the keto zone, we have to give you generally some keto products like our MCT oil and our fiber and things like that will, will help you get in the keto zone. Or some can use some exogenous ketones like beta-hydroxybutyrate. We don't offer that anymore, but you can get these at a health food store. But I go in detail in my book, Beyond Keto and the Keto Zone, about these products. But that is the key. Now, again, with, with America, with our U.S. dietary guidelines, if you're getting 45 to 65 percent of your calories as carbs, you can never enter the keto zone. You can't burn fat as fuel. You'll always be on sugar as your fuel, and you'll be on that sugar roller coaster where you get the high sugar, then the high insulin, and then the crash three to four hours later, craving more sugar, and then that high insulin levels literally becomes locked in where you have constantly high insulin levels. And when you have that, you have constant increasing belly fat, increasing weight all over. And then what you do, you go to your doctor, and what do they do? They put you on meds. They'll put you on usually metformin, which is an okay medicine. We're going to talk about the key medicine later. But metformin's okay, and they'll, uh, they start at 500 milligrams twice a day and go up to 1,000 milligrams twice a day. Or they may put you on Jardiance, or they may put you on an oral hypoglycemic like glipizide or one of those. I don't like that medicine, but again, temporarily you can use that until you get on these natural products and you get on the keto diet, the healthy keto diet like I talked about. So now, again, you've got to break free and you've got to lower your carb intake. If you're taking in 45 to 65 percent of your diet as carbs, sugars, and starches, you are taking in usually between 300 to 600 grams of carbs, whereas on your keto diet, I only put them on 20 grams of carbs. And when you go on that 20 grams of carbs, your flesh goes through a literal screaming detox is craving for sugar. So some people can get hypoglycemic with that. So that's why you have to follow the program. We've outlined it in my book. I'm not going into a lot of details. Right. On but that. when they do the fiber along with it, it helps the blood sugar exactly stay right. from going into the, I exactly know, because I right. walk through this. It works. So we discussed that all in my Beyond Keto book. Now, also really important at keeping your sugar down is starting a regular exercise program. Now, realize this. The bigger the muscles are, the bigger the thighs and the buttocks muscle, not fat, but muscle weight, the more, the more hypertrophied the muscles in the thighs and buttocks and back and arms and shoulders, the more it takes sugars out of the bloodstream. And it lowers your glycine. It helps to lower your blood sugar with having more muscle. So I try and get my patients on an exercise program. Just walking is sufficiently starting, and then we're going to do some strengthening exercises. That you know, leg presses, leg leg curls, leg extensions, back exercises, and even squats if your knees are okay. Because this will build more muscle mass. The more muscle mass you have the lower it drives your sugar. So getting on an exercise program, start with 10 minutes, three days a week, work up to 20 to 30 minutes, five days a week, and that's ideal. If you can just do that and get your spouse or a friend to do it with you, get it, make it like a doctor's appointment. This is one of the most important things you can do for your health because it improves your blood flow. It's the best thing for your brain is regular exercise. That protects your brain more than anything else, more than any nutrient is regular exercise. It also protects your circulation. So just walking, 
And even if you do it for 10 to 20 minutes, three to five days a week, I'd recommend 20 to 30 minutes, five days a week, and then add calisthenics two to three days a week or muscle strengthening exercise later. Now, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here because I know a lot of people, one of the big resistance and what you've just talked about is Dr. Colbert, where do I get the energy to do that? <laughs> yeah, okay, let's talk because about that. Because there yeah. is a lot of mm-hmm. things that people are having to deal with that sap their energy, right. that saps their strength. And that just sounds overwhelming to some people to right. think to add one more thing to it. Now, there's a supplement yes. that I have found that, in my opinion, is a miracle worker. I've been recommending this for years. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're, I works. am speaking out of personal experience here. When she takes um, it, I take it. I swear by it. You know, Don and I are in a plane more than we are a car. So we're traveling a whole lot, and I'm thankful to be able to do that. And I have a lot on my plate that I have to deal with. And I can tell you a few months ago, I told Don, I said, man, I have hit the wall. I said, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. Something is wrong. I, for me to get out of bed was just like uh, a miracle to even get out of bed. <laughs> I was so exhausted. She was. I was exhausted all the time. Instead you know, of singing the song, I, I exalt, exalt him. She would say, I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was saying, I'm exhausted. <laughs> she so, used to do that. Anyway, he said, Mary, if you will take this adrenal supplement. Yes. Now, this supplement, you may be able to get it online. It's from Standard Process, Standard Process, and it's called Adrenal Desiccated. And I told her to take three in the morning because she was exhausted and three at noon. Now, again, if you can't get it online, you can call my office at... um Sherry is going to kill you. She'll for kill this. me. Well, just get, um, yeah, you can't get online. <laughs> get it from my office, but try and get it online, please. Try okay. to get it online. We don't sell it on our website. Yeah, so we don't. It's it's not even our our product. But I want you to know, folks, this works. It does work. It's a natural uh, booster. It's reboost, and I mean, after I took three of them, yeah, within amazing. an hour and a half, I looked at him and I just went, I'm "Wow, <laughs> done." I felt awake. It, and you have to understand, it's not like coffee giving Mm-mm. you this fake natural energy, energy or these energy drinks that give you that jittery or none of that. It doesn't have any of those kinds of things. This helps the actual place that you get energy from. It boosts it. And well, it's an I'm adrenal supplement. You, and so many people, and I wrote a book on this years ago called Stress Less. So many people are adrenally exhausted. They're in adrenal fatigue. Uh, and this gives you the right nutrition that supports your adrenal glands. And yeah. so this is critical in this day and age we live in, or else we can't do the activity and exercise we need to combat diabetes and every disease, Alzheimer's and cancer and all these inflammatory diseases we're up against. We have got to have the energy to finish this race that we're in. We're all right. in the race. Right. Today. So I highly recommend that for those of you out there that are just, you're, you're spent and you're burnt. So... We are going to have to pause right here, and we're going to have to continue this podcast in a part two because, Don, you've got too much information. Oh, Mary, this information is absolutely critical. We could not get it all in one podcast, so we're going to have to make it podcast number two on diabetes. Yes. We're going to cut off right here, 
and just stay tuned and listen to part two. You're going to get the information, the amount, what to do. It's important podcast. So don't go away. Stay with us and listen.